Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Closely, it's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello. Good to be with you. Great weekend. Knowles roll big, 59-3. to Now it becomes a fun test to go on the road. You have an opportunity to knock off Clemson. Can you pull off the upset? It would be an upset indeed. There is a reason Florida State is a more than one score underdog in this game. But it's not impossible, and that's why in that first hour, Tom and I were having a lot of fun talking about the various possibilities here. The fact that the, the that you can even entertain uh, a thought about winning this football game is in and of itself, admittedly, it is fun. It, it, it It's not where I thought we'd be, certainly not where they thought they'd be, but it's where we are. It is where we are, and so it is that uh, knock on wood. Hey, the biggest thing, Florida State has largely remained pretty healthy. Now, Dylan Gibbons' injury, that didn't sound real good today. Mike Norvell talking about that. Didn't rule him out, but certainly didn't say with any degree of certainty that he could play, and he's been playing good football lately too. So that was a tough one to watch play out. Knock on wood that if he is out for any reason, uh, that it's only this week because he's an important piece to the puzzle moving forward. There are still winnable games on this schedule for Florida State. The fact that they're on a three-game winning streak, took care of business against an outmatched team, and did so resoundingly, that's all good signs. Those are all good signs. But uh, this is a, a more significant mismatch up front for Florida State, especially how limited the offense is. Florida State is a one-dimensional team. There's no doubt that Florida State is a one-dimensional team. I think you're about to play some teams that can take that dimension away to a greater degree, maybe not completely, but to a greater degree uh, than what we've seen these last few weeks. And therefore, you're going to have to find creative ways in the passing game to try to keep teams honest. Maybe they will. I mean, they have found ways to be very creative in dialing up one-on-one matchups and getting big play opportunities. And in some cases, they've taken advantage of those opportunities. Uh, and others, uh, not as much. They, they put it on North Carolina. They were able to get North Carolina going sideline to sideline. They were rolling out uh, Jordan Travis and eventually had a throwback big play there. They dialed that up. It was set up beautifully. Of course, the one thing that you've really been able to rely on during this stretch of games is that the defense is going to be physical. Uh, They're going to win at the line of scrimmage against the run. They've done that consistently. That makes teams a little bit more one-dimensional, obviously, and then that gives you a fighting chance. Now, your linebackers can still get picked on in the passing game. We know that, and this is not a dominant secondary, although I do really like that they're starting to play with more confidence. We've seen that. 
was easy to play with confidence this past weekend, but I, I think that was a trend that was moving in that direction anyhow. Uh, and listen, how many times do I have to say it? You make some plays back there, all of a sudden you start believing in yourself a little bit more, and you go out and you play with confidence, even if it's false bravado, even if it's something that maybe necessarily shouldn't be what gives you the belief. It still can be, and it doesn't matter how you get confidence so much as long as you have it. Yeah, to me, the number one thing I'm looking for this weekend when the defense is on the field is a greater consistency out of the pass rush. I know that sounds funny, but you know Jermaine Johnson got off to a really hot start, was leading the nation in sacks at the time we were kicking off against Syracuse. I remember that because Syracuse had somebody who was like a half sack behind him or, or one. And since then, that group has been a little quiet. This is the opportunity to, to have that second surge, right, where you climb back up uh, the stats and you become – once again, a talking point when an analyst uh, takes the Florida State assignment on a given weekend and they're saying, all right, who are their playmakers? They put that graphic up in the beginning when Clemson has the ball or the opponent has the ball, and they're saying, all right, Keys, you got to watch out for Jermaine Johnson. Let's get them talking about Jermaine Johnson a little bit more. This is a weekend where it's really time. If, if you've got a little bit extra, this is when you break it out. If it's the twist game to try and confuse Clemson's interior, that was an interior offensive lineman that they lost against Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of their best pass protectors against Pitt for the 12 snaps he was in there, so you might be able to take advantage of anything, you know, really, both running and passing, but any kind of game that you want to create up the middle against DJ or whoever's going to be the Clemson quarterback. I just, when it's 3rd and 7 or 3rd and 8, I'd like to see a greater consistency from both Keir Thomas and Jermaine Johnson to take over games again. It was something that we could hang our hat on in September. Not so much the last few weeks. Teams have doubled uh, Jermaine quite a bit, uh, and I understand that. Why wouldn't you? After the way he started the season, he's yep. going to command a double. That does open things up for other guys, though. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm with you there. And I- we've been rotating in the interior a bunch. You know, guys in and out, shuffling in and out, available any given week. Well, let's make sure all hands on deck outside of Briggs are available this weekend. You know, it's it's been interesting when we tried to twist and run games uh, early on. When we did that a few weeks back, we weren't real good at it. We looked it looked clunky. It looked slow, uh, and it looked um, like there were tells. They've gotten better at it. They've gotten a lot better at it. They've been much more efficient, quick. They've had a better understanding. Two guys don't end up in the same uh, gap. You've got guys. You know they they've been better about it. Right. They've been sound in that way. So, I I think that. Uh, Defensively, I, I really do believe that there's a chance that you you hold Clemson down here to to a margin or a number uh, that that you could maybe achieve the the race to like we talk about the race all the time. What's the race to twenty one? Um, I think that's a fair guess. I guess I was going to ask you something based off of that race to question that we always like to you know mull over. At what point total do you feel like we can't catch them? And so that's almost a backwards way to doing the race too. But I'm saying like you can't even catch. So is it 24, 27, 30? Like at what point we're the like, first, oh, you're first, not going to – Yeah, Yeah, the first number that popped into my head was 24. You could do enough on defense and have advantageous field position to where 21 is maybe achievable. I don't know that you can get much beyond that against this team. I just don't – now the one – you know, there's there's never – it's never easy to gauge if somebody is on the verge of going through the motions. Right. Well, it's a tough loss this weekend for Clemson. Yeah, I mean, Ira brought it up last night on the Sunday Smash. When you're a team that has legitimate playoff expectations, when you're a team that comes into the year thinking that you're going to compete for a national title, and that's taken off the table pretty quickly, and then you suffer a loss against a team that you're favored to beat, or you look as bad as they did, against Georgia Tech or Boston College. 
uh, or Syracuse for that matter. Do do guys are guys quicker to check out because the season hasn't gone even a little bit like they thought it, it would? Yeah, I mean, typically that is what you see. There is a downside. It's a, a downside that I'm eager to explore again. But when you are a team who have expectations of championships and suddenly those are stripped, guys do have a tendency to start looking out for themselves, to start looking out for their future. Hey, you know what? Our goal this year was to make the college football playoff, try to win a national championship. That's off the table. Okay, I'll tell you what. I damn sure am going to the league. So let's make sure we take care of ourselves here and make some business decisions from time to time. And I never know really, you know, because I'm not in that locker room and I don't cover that team week to week, it's hard to get a sense for where their attitudes are because players will tell on themselves. And when you cover a team and you get certain answers to certain questions, you're like, oh, okay, I see where we're at. But I'm not there, so I don't know if they've reached that place yet. What I love about this game uh, is Clemson is having a down year. We're rebounding. We haven't had a rebound year because we're still in the process of salvaging this thing. But we're still a two-score underdog, and we've got nothing to lose and all the pressure's on them. Like, every bit of pressure is on Clemson in a different way than we have the last time, uh, last couple of times we visited up there. There's a pressure of, you know, let's just make sure we, we clock in, clock out, and keep our goals in front of us. Just take care of Florida State. We're going to handle them. Now it's, how far have we fallen? Are we bad enough to lose to Florida State? That comes with a different burden. And for us to be playing good football three weeks in a row, or three games in a row, for the better part of a month now, we're in a position where, what do you have to lose? We're feeling very good about ourselves. They know that Clemson should be a team that beats us in most any given year, especially since the time they've been on campus here. They've got a real chance to make a mark, and there's no consequence to losing the football game to Clemson. There are major consequences for Clemson to lose the football game to us. I just love everything about the spot that we're in. You could not have painted a better situation other than, obviously, if Florida State had come out and dominated their opponents and you know, went into this game somehow as a favorite, right? I mean, if, th- if, this, if this were, <laughs> if we were Jimbo Fisher, we'd say if it was a different, yeah. But given the nature of the rebuild and the disastrous way in which the season began, yes, it is hard to fathom how we find ourselves in this situation, feeling good as a double-digit underdog on the road against Clemson. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's bizarre. It's just weird to say out loud mm-hmm. that you feel good. Now, you feel good not because you think definitively that you're going to go win. You feel good because you think there's a chance you could. And that you couldn't find that uh, that landing spot right. a few weeks ago. You couldn't see it from where we sat. Well, and when it comes to trading blows back and forth, how willing are they going to be, and this is what you're getting at too with the business decision part of the, of the conversation, is how willing are they going to be to trade punches for 60 minutes? I mean, if they are, then they should handle business and win this football game. win the game, yeah. But they might not be. I know we are. We're going to be willing to do so. Everything I see about what this group is doing right now, outside of special teams, makes me so happy because I see a lot of players picking each other up, sometimes literally, but you see guys swarming together on defense, celebrating as a group. Oh, you see time, on offense, yeah. receivers consistently blocking along the perimeter, running backs like the the one highlight play that we had on, on the postgame show, and we're running those as B-roll throughout the week, and, and our library is only going to get stronger as the weeks go on. But the Lawrence Toafili block on the catch by Malik McLean out on the perimeter. That's somebody who sees, what can I do to make this play better? And if you watch, 
Pokey Wilson running up alongside the numbers, making sure he's an escort for Malik McLean as well. Little details about what it takes to go win football games and what it means to be bought in and what it means to be teammates. I'm seeing that from us across the board. So even though we're 3-4 and four and they're 4-3 and three, and we started 0-4 this season, I believe that we're more together than Clemson is. They All they need is a little bit more of a push to divide amongst themselves. We are bought in. We're getting closer together week after week. That's Man, there we go. What a difference. Well, I think we should just show this team the Brownlee dance over and over and over again. <laughs> it's the best dance that we've had in eons. I love it. I'm going to play it on a loop in my house. It puts me in a good mood. I smile every time I see it. Yeah, It was glorious. The kids were loving it. They were having a blast. I'm talking about our kids. It was great. Yeah, that's a that's a big play, too, because of the easy one he let go and the fact that it's an 80% chance, 90% chance that it's a house call for Jarvis Brownlee <laughs> yeah. on the drop. I love when you watch. I pull somebody tweeted it at me because they know how much I love it. Have you seen the ACC Network video of it from, from behind? Oh, yeah. So my favorite part is the official that comes over late. He He's being pretty cool. He's going to let it slide for a little while. But it's still going. It's still going. He's like, all right, my man. Yep. All right, my man. We, <laughs> that's about enough. But even he's smiling. It's great. That's like uh, He has a sense of humor. It's, it's like Scotty doing the Fortnite dance. Right, where there's still plenty of time <laughs> no, on the and clock and not getting back and playing. By the way, an explosive start to Scotty Barnes' career in the I, uh, NBA. It's kind of weird to see. Uh, yeah, he doesn't shoot it well still, though. Uh, That's okay. He, he a little six of sixteen, I yeah. think it was, or whatever it was. Not even old enough to drink yet. He's doing uh, all right. Yeah, but the uh, <laughs> he also had, I think, six turnovers. But <laughs> he'll get there. He'll get there. Oh man! But if you see that raw ability, if you're no, a Raptors no, fan, like, okay, okay, this could right. work. This could work. I'm gonna run this on a loop. Thank you, Big Papa East. I'm so glad that he tweeted this at us. It makes me laugh. I was laughing in the stands when I saw it. When he got to the sideline. <laughs> the whole team was galvanized by that because we never get a chance to do anything like that. Right? Nobody scores long touchdowns off of an interception on this team. Nobody. But if you're talking about those little indicators, I mean, how many times have we seen it from the other side of the equation where we're yeah we're going through the motions yeah, or well, there's yeah. disc uh, the 2016 season is a great example of the up and down inconsistency. We ended up going to a New Year's Six Bowl and beating Michigan. All right, great. That's fine. But there were a lot of low moments where teams came in that were not nearly as talented, but they were together. Are we finally a program that's back together? Because it would be the first time since 13 where you really feel that way. Oh, I think they're back together. I, I think that, you know, they may not be good enough. Maybe 15. That, the, that, that group yeah, is close in 15. And they hit. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think they're back together. I, I think they've found the cohesion and they've been galvanized and they believe and we've talked about that a lot. I, I do think that's all there. I mean, even in... You go up there and you could lose twenty eight to seven, and I still believe they're right. together. Yeah, I don't think that that's an issue anymore. But go back to one of the red flags in retrospect, and we didn't really ever attach the two things together: the Louisville game on the road in twenty sixteen. Well, I, I did being taunted and not and doing not, anything and about. Not it. Anything, listen, I remember at, at risk of overreacting, being livid, and that, I first guessed that performance. You and did. you remember, I said we're going to get blown out. There were so many little indicators. The body language was horrific. And Jimbo's faraway stare did not give me... And this is before they even kicked it off against Louisville. And I was scared to death that that thing could go really south in a hurry because you were playing a really hungry team with a very talented player. And I thought, oh man, game day's there, the whole deal. And then we went out there and got boat raced. 
and they could have named the score. But you're right. Those indicators, they were there. I don't know if that's happening at Clemson. It seems like sure. we've got some evidence that maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. It might be happening to them, but the point is, you think about how low we were as Ooh. a locker room at that point, that Odell Hagens is the only person who, during a TV timeout, is willing to, to throw down yeah. against Louisville. An old man who, at that time, hadn't repaired his knee yet is the only one who's got enough pride in his chest to yell back. And here we are now. We've got a little bit of an identity of toughness. Doesn't mean we're good enough to win 10 games or anything like that. That's, that's out the window. But if you have pride in what you are and you care about the guy next to you, it makes a difference, and it makes, it makes a fan base love you all the more. That's what's happened this last month is you're seeing evidence of that. Now, there's going to be more adversity this weekend. Got to be able to prove that you could do it in a, in a hostile atmosphere. North Carolina was not. But no, man. And, I, and, I, and I think you can separate. It, the point of this is not to say that because of the cohesiveness or the buy-in or whatever that everything's fixed and Florida State's close. We're not making those correlations. We're not saying that. We're talking about individual growth, team growth, buy-in, seeing the direct result of that, which is a three-game, a modest three-game win streak against average to bad teams. UMass is terrible. Uh, Syracuse is at best average in a bad league. North Carolina has has been bitterly disappointing. We're not we're not saying that because you won three games in a row and you seem to like one another that all of a sudden everything's fixed and you're going to go beat Clemson, you're going to beat NC State, you're going to beat Miami, you're going to go on the road and beat Florida. No, no, no. But these things can be true independent of each other, meaning that you can absolutely be the things we're describing, bought in, believing, getting better, working hard, all of that, and that it may not mount, amount to anything more. You may, you, we may have maxed out our win total. We may be at the only three wins we're going to get. Who knows? But you give yourself a chance in some of these games because of that growth that we described, because of that belief that we described, because of the work ethic and buy-in and willingness to fight for one another. You give yourself a chance in these games. May not be enough. We'll find out. I'm not here asserting to you today that Florida State goes on the road and beats Clemson, an entirely different animal than UMass. And I'm not saying it because they killed UMass or because they beat North Carolina that they will go do these things. I'm just saying that they've grown up a little bit. They've gotten better. They're maximizing some of their potential here. That potential has got to get a lot better, and the only way that's going to get a lot better is through better players, and that happens through recruiting. But you have a chance to recruit better because kids from the outside who are considering coming here see this evidence, the evidence that which we're describing now. doesn't necessarily mean they win. just means that they're bought in and they give themselves a chance to win. So, I mean, that's it doesn't always have to be all of this or all of that. Yeah, but the best version of what we are is good enough to beat this Clemson team, and that's a fact. That's just a fact, and that's fun yeah, to say. Especially with the way Clemson is currently playing. Yes, I think that's true. If, if Clemson continues to look this bad on offense, then you'll be in the game. You, you just will. In the same way that Syracuse and Boston College and Georgia Tech and everybody else they have faced has been in the game. Everybody else not named South Carolina State. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every 
time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Well, heads up to the uh, business owners out there. You can stop putting off a roof renovation because it's, quote, too expensive. Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, you can deduct up to $1 million on your income taxes as an expense without the cost of your property to be depreciated. So this reform includes improvements that are made to your commercial roofing, too. That's why you need to know that. Call T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction at 766-1340, or you can get a free quote today at T-SparkConstruction. Uh, dot com tsparkconstruction.com I am going to be speaking here mere moments with our good friend Irashfell warchant.com and uh, look forward to it in fact because it's a fun week as we were talking about you know what else is interesting as we as we note here well I guess maybe I should save it want to save it to the NFL no no Oh man! Keep I would, going. I'm dialing. No, it's all right. It's all right. If we got a hold to the next one over, then I'll just point out that Kansas City's in trouble, and I'll make this an NFL segment because my goodness gracious, those are a lot of problems to get fixed. A lot of problems. Week seven was an interesting week uh, because you had results that now, I guess, confirm certain suspicions and also create new questions. Uh, for, for starters, I think we would all go to that Kansas City game before we went anywhere else. Uh, they've got uh, a lot of problems, and now you want to know how many of those are fixable. I guess I'll get back to that because I think we're good with Ira. But I, I, I do want to get into the NFL when we get done with this segment too because crazy weekend. Easy weekend for the Bucks. weird weekend for a lot of other teams. We'll get to it momentarily. we got Ira on the phone now. That's a good thing. He joins us. Hello, good sir. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm in a great mood, man. I did not think I'd be in a great mood Clemson week, like before the season, after week two, after week three, after week four. But here we are. I'm excited about the game because Clemson seems to be a mess on offense, and Florida State probably at no point in the last couple of years have they been more confident than they'll be now. doesn't mean necessarily they're going to go win. Uh, but I do think they're going to go believing that they can win. And uh, from here, we just hold our breath that maybe, just maybe, Dylan Gibbons is going to be good to go, although I did not like that answer today. What say you uh, on your hunch as to the offensive line health going into this game? Hey, man, I actually thought the answer was more positive than it could have been. Um, I mean, he could have said he's out. Um, so, you know, I think you're you're holding out hope that he can play, and if he can't, then I still think I think they're okay at offensive guard as long as Devontae Love-Taylor comes back. But, um, yeah, man. I mean, this is going to be the first time in a while that Florida State can go into this game and not feel like they're they're walking to slaughter. Mm. Um, you know, again, that's you know, Clemson's still favored. Clemson's still one of the more ta- talented teams in the country. They're playing at home. They haven't lost at home since 2016. Uh, it's 31 straight games, so it's a, a tall task. But but it doesn't seem quite 
nearly as insurmountable as it has the last few years. Yeah, and th- this Clemson team is beat up as well. Uh, you, you, I know Corey talked about it. I think both mentally and physically they're beat up. And then I know, obviously, for Florida State, uh, this is a team that has found themselves, whatever that might be, which is a team that has run first, run second, run third. As I said before, they want to run the football. It is a tougher task, but a lot came out of this game. And, yeah, it's not that you won 59-3 to against an outmatched opponent. It's that a lot of guys played with confidence, including getting an opportunity for Chubba Purdy to play. Uh, I guess talk about what you saw from Chubba. Yeah, yeah, I thought he he did look good. Uh, and, you know, and again, I mean, I think, you know, the reaction from Kenny Dillingham today at the press conference when he was asked that question, like how different does he look com- did he look on Saturday compared to when you put him out there last year? And he's, he's just like, eyes just bulged out because he was like, you know, last year when they put him in games, even that NC State game, they started him. You know, he'd only had a couple weeks of practice. They, they didn't even know what they could call with him. They had to scale everything back and just try to find some things he was comfortable doing. He said in this game, they just called the offense, um, and he was able to execute it. It wasn't perfect. There were some things, even though he, his passing numbers are perfect, he was 5-5, five five, um, you know, that there were some decisions that, you know, they might want to go about things a little bit differently. And, and that's been one of the things we've seen in practice is, a lot of times with him, it's not the, the physical. It's, uh, you know, them trying to make sure he's on the same page with them, what he's seeing uh, versus what they're seeing from the sideline. And I think just getting him on the field was a positive step. And, and that whole backup offense, the fact that I, I'm impressed that, you know, you put all those young guys out there, freshman offensive linemen, freshman quarterback, freshman receivers, and they executed the offense. I mean, again, not a, a good opponent, but, but just the fact that they, they have that competency uh, is impressive. You you cited in your three two one that it's a night and day difference around the program at least for now and I guess if you want expound on that for those that haven't had a chance to read it if you do want to read it go to warchant.com. You know it's just uh, I wasn't hearing great things earlier this season um, especially after they you know lost the Jacksonville State game it just seemed like you know some of the guys that they were hoping would would step up as leaders and and really you know keep everybody positive uh, weren't. Being, being very effective at that. And then you had some guys on the team, it just is, is natural. Once you start losing, guys start, you know, thinking maybe I'll jump in the portal. Maybe, uh, you know, this, these guys don't know what they're doing. They're just all those doubts creep in. And it, for whatever reason, over the next few weeks, it's completely changed. And, and, uh, you know, and it's not just the wins. I mean, I think that that's kind of how they got to the wins is the guys did, um, you know, really kind of realize that, hey, we need to listen to what these guys are saying. And maybe, you know, it will have some success. Then they did have success. And so, you know, just, you know, the things that, you know, you hear, um, just totally different in terms of the mindset, in terms of the, the buy-in, in terms of, uh, guys really, uh, you know, in, embracing, uh, everything they're, they're being told. And, uh, it means, makes all the difference. I mean, I think it's, it's how you, uh, you know, win a close game against Syracuse. It's how you go on the road and, and beat North Carolina. And it's also how you come out and take care of business against UMass. Again, we don't know if they have the talent to play with Clemson, uh, but all of the other things are trending in the right direction. Out of curiosity, because I was gauging it with Tom, and, and, and I've talked to – my dad called me the other day about this game, and then, I mean, everybody, Florida State fans now, they're all talking to each other about, well, what do you think? You think they got a shot? It's kind of funny because you can kind of convince yourself over time as you vet this and talk your way through, but as you correctly point out in your 3-2-1 piece – Clemson's really bad on offense. The numbers aren't lying. They're really bad on offense. And so all of a sudden you think, hey, look, I'm not sure Florida State's going to go score a lot of points, but I'm pretty sure Clemson's not. Pretty sure. <laughs> so uh, 
what what would you say your percentage chance? What would you give a percentage chance Florida State goes up there and wins this game? You know, if if you were just looking at the team's play, if you didn't know any of the history, if you just watched Clemson play these last couple of weeks, and I have watched them a little bit more these last couple of weeks, and if you just watched Florida State play, particularly at North Carolina, I mean, you would think that Florida State's got a decent chance to win that game, maybe a 40% chance of winning that game, uh, 40 or 50% chance of winning that game, well, probably 40. But the, pro- the, you know, the, the challenge, I guess, for me to get past where before I could even predict a Florida State win is just, you know, there are, you know, the history does matter. Mike Norvell says the history doesn't matter. What well, does kind of matter? There's a reason they haven't lost in 32, 31 straight games at home. Uh, that's a tough place to play. They're more confident at home. Uh, and I think that the concern for me is that Florida State will make a mistake or two on offense, and then that'll, that'll help Clemson win the game. Um, so, I, I, you know, I haven't made a prediction yet. I think Clemson, I'm probably going to predict Clemson's going to win because um, I'm not big on betting against treats. But, uh, but I do think uh, they've, they've got a chance. I mean, maybe, maybe about 40%. Oh, how glorious it would be, sir. And I just think, as Tom and I have kind of noted throughout the day, the fact that you can entertain the idea and it doesn't sound like an absurdity is really, really good news. I mean, it's not what we thought. It's a sign of Florida State's improvement, but also that perhaps they're in disarray. Uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. I, I hope that's the case. I hope they're in disarray. Well, Clemson, South Carolina, but same place, you know. Um, knock, <laughs> knock on wood, brother. I always appreciate it. Be well. Thanks, Jeff. See you, man. Yep. Uh, who knows? I <laughs> usually, usually, I get a feel for, like, if I think Florida State. So if I think the upset's possible, Tom, I begin to feel that pretty early on, and I'll tell you that I think, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I still think that Florida State is going to struggle in this game to move the football. I what I don't know is the the newfound confidence in the secondary is that a result of playing the teams that we have? Yeah, I mean, revisiting the North Carolina game, uh, you gave up a lot of things, and then North and Carolina drops, missed yeah. missed on some things. I mean, probably 120 yards worth of productivity, and I, that's just a raw guess. But there was one play that's probably going for 40 or 50 yards another that was another 30 yards so you're you're there pretty quickly when you look at Mm -hmm. some of the plays Mm -hmm. that they missed that were obvious and easy plays but confidence matters it looks like that we're repping the same guys at the same positions week in and week out that matters that was not happening earlier Uh, remember in camp it was just one big rotation of guys playing everywhere and Adam Fuller talked about it today that you know Jamie Robinson is able to play safety and help us in a big way at that position because Kevin Knowles took on the responsibility of playing nickel and, and he was able to handle it between the ears. Yes, he was. So now that he's at full speed, you've solved two positions because one freshman was much, much better in practice. So cool to watch a kid that we got excited about and got glimpses of in practice, really showing signs that he could be a contributor this year, emerge in that role, which frees other things up, as you're noting. And I still think that before this season is up, you're going to see some more growth from kids like Shaheen Brown and others are going to get chances. We also saw in the first half of the year our guys in the perimeter just getting run right by. And I am worried about that maybe happening again this weekend. It could. It could Justin certainly. Ross just running right past him. He's the guy. But yeah. Justin may drop the ball. Who knows? Because he's done that a lot this year. I don't year. like relying on drops. I agree. Nor do I. But that's <laughs> part of the reason that they're there is a lot of open shots and guys just aren't mentally there enough to finish the play and go make the play. When I were brought up at whatever it is, it's 30-plus Home wins in a row? 30, something like that, yeah. Come on. Why not us? Why not us, baby? Oh, we Lord. take Wuhan. We take Wuhan and his home. 
Florida State wins. The, There's the photo. <laughs> Florida State wins the game. <laughs> uh, Wuhan wins the game. I mean, Wuhan. Wuhan loses the game. Florida State wins the game. And it's four straight. Uh, what would you predict the rest of the way? All of a sudden, you're talking about going to a bowl. I don't know how I feel about NC State in Miami after watching that game. I, I don't know if I feel better about our matchups with or them or worse. worse. I don't know. I got to go watch it again. I couldn't believe it. I was stunned. Vegas does it again. They do, and we predicted that we were seeing something that we didn't, you know, that, that we were going to get blindsided. But we were like, I'm going to bet it anyhow. I'm going to bet it anyhow because, damn it, I don't see any evidence that Miami's going to fight. Well, Miami did fight. They also had that one break where the kid's helmet is off and, and that recovery with a short field gets wiped away. They had to replay the down. It's that huge. was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, they also benefited greatly from, uh, I don't know, 10 drops? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they did sling the ball around a lot. And they ran it with physicality. Yeah, they did. They right, did. At, yep, mm-hmm. right at NC State. Yeah, they were able to kinda, do some things. That was kind of interesting. Van Dyke looks okay. He looked good. Yeah. He, he looked downright that, good. That's a problem. It was unsettling. I didn't like it. Both of those games are here. Now that matters. That does. What I would tell you too is maybe maybe Miami goes on the road and gets pasted by Pitt, and because uh, that's who they play this weekend. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, maybe they they sink back to a place where they don't really want to fight. It'd be interesting and watch that game with like, oh come on now, yeah. don't tell me you don't lucked run. into this don't, Van Dyke yeah, guy. Yeah, don't fall into this, right? Your quarterback, your all world transfer, has been there for five years, even though it's his second institution. Mm-hmm. He goes down and Derek King's done, and and this guy is going to be the solution. Well, let's they'll do us like that. Yeah, I just get nervous about it. It makes me it. Uh, I'm getting giddy because there are possibilities, and that's something to be excited about. Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Tennessee Titans, pretty hard not to beat the Bills and Chiefs back. That's a whole lot of get you some. They've had a good couple of weeks in Haven't Tennessee. They? Good Lord. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry does not look to be any worse for wear, despite all the usage in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I kind of agree with my mom. I think more than most players in the league, I, I, I may be a bigger fan of watching him play every week than almost anybody else. It's just it's just fun. It's just a, a Mack truck. Uh, now that wasn't necessarily the reason they won this game. But I mean, my goodness gracious, Patrick Mahomes was awful. Uh, thanks for the QBR of six uh, from 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 Mahomes. That'll hurt your feelings. You're just constantly waiting for the run. It's twenty-seven to three. Tennessee's kind of stuck on that number, and you're just waiting and waiting for Mahomes to put together two touchdown drives in about eight minutes of clock. They get a stop some, somewhere in between. Never materialized. Yeah, and the game actually was twenty-seven to nothing at the half, right? So, like, thanks for yeah. the three points for mm-hmm. the rest of the day. I mean, that's just nuts. Um, their offensive line, which they retooled in the offseason, Kansas City, is not any better than the one that got dismantled by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. In fact, some of the numbers suggest they're worse. So they spent gobs of money on this offensive line, and it sucks worse than the one that got crushed. That is devastating. You really know, it breaks my heart to see. Just terrible to. Terrible to watch a team like that be 3-4 and four with no real upside. Meanwhile, things in Tampa look impressive. Easy breezy. Every Even week. when they're not firing on all cylinders, they don't have Every full health. Every week. 
They're fighting through the injuries, playing over them, producing past them, and winning football games in a nice, convincing fashion. Most confident uh, quarterback in the league, would it be an overstatement if I said to you that I think it's Joe Burrow? No. He threw for 416 yards and three touchdowns against Baltimore, and every time I watch him play, I agree with the announcers who point out that doesn't it seem to you like he plays as if he's a man who believes without question he is the best player on the field? Yeah, and he might not be the best player on his offense. But he believes it. Yeah, but he and, believes. I mean, yeah. and he's certainly, and Jamar Chase is going to win Rookie of the Year, so yeah, things working out. He's got that unfazed look about him. Always. And, and that's after being injured, long-term injury, from an NFL pass rush affecting him and you know busting up his leg. He, he shows no signs that that's happened to him early in his career, and that's rare. That happens to a young quarterback. The first impression of the NFL is painful, literally painful, when they've been you know very good for most of their lives. You might see a little bit of shakiness. There is no shakiness in what Burrow does because he started the game throwing it, completed 50%, and the yards per attempt were down around four. And then he Stay the course, and then yeah. boom, here we go. So the offseason, Carolina was said to be the one that was pursuing Watson most aggressively. And then the 22 civil lawsuits uh, alleging a sexual assault and inappropriate sexual behavior happened. And, you know, they kind of backed off, as did the entire league. And instead, they ended up signing Sam Darnold. That'll hurt your feelings. Yeah, they're in on it again, though. I, I just saw the latest update. It, it feels like, uh, for Game of Thrones fans, it's like the uh, the White Walkers. They're eventually going to get there. All I hear is trade talks intensifying, on the brink, intensifying, about to happen, should be done. Finalists are, are you know, Carolina has, has emerged as an equal finalist with uh, Miami, apparently, according to Ian Rappaport. So it's just something it's, to watch. It's fascinating. I mean, uh, you know, so Sam Darnold got benched over the weekend. Um, his quarterback rating at the time that he got benched was better than that of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's an awesome stat. That, that is really pretty stunning. The crazy stat of the weekend. We talked about this on the Scuttlebucks. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady had six consecutive incompletions yesterday. Against and, and some misses on wide open throws against oh, the Bears. Including a touchdown to OJ Howard in the back yep. of the end zone that was, I don't know, 10 yards off. That is tied for the longest streak in his career. <laughs> he's played yeah. for over a generation, yeah. and the longest run of incompletions consecutively he's ever had is six. That's pretty amazing. What in the world? He's had so many anonymous wide receivers in New England over that 20 plus years that you would think, surely, when you can't name anybody, pick him out of a lineup who are the five targets he's throwing to if they go empty. Yeah. That he's had eight, ten incompletions in a row. Nope, never. Never. In 20-plus years. That's absurd. It is absurd. It is exciting. It is fun to just ho-hum go into weekends as you're about to tune in to 93.3 Real Talk Radio and listen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and or watch, knowing that in all likelihood it's going to be a win. <laughs> Matthew texted me yesterday because I guess he was driving around and, and – uh, Old Gene was talking about the cannons again. Oh, he's, and he's he said, obsessed. Do I hear a cannon? I do! I hear cannon fire! <laughs> we also got mad at him earlier in the game when we scored. Uh, That's a touchdown! Where are the cannons? Yeah, he was mad. Oh, he did? He was, he was oh, like, no. let's go! Yeah, he was, he was like, they were slow on the draw. He felt like they were a little slow in firing the cannons, so that was good. Fire was good. them cannons! <laughs> well... 
Yeah, the, 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 this this is a this has turned into a weird. We just got done doing the Scuttlebucks, the latest version. It'll be up podcast it might already it, be up. Yeah, might already be up. But you should know that it, part of that is us talking about how. I mean, it's really strange to just look at this schedule and other than the Buffalo game, begin to think fifteen and two is possible. Right, yeah, I mean yeah. that that doesn't stand to reason because the NFL wear and tear. Another injury in the secondary yesterday. Don't know that they're going to have anybody that can cover anybody before this year ends at this rate. Well, they're playing the Saints this weekend, so it's a good time to play the Saints if you got injuries in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I just, I mean, at some point, it is going to be an adverse effect. I mean, you got it. You can't keep picking up dudes off the street and hope that you're going to cover people. This is getting silly. Come back, wrap it up. Momentarily, Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Oh, man. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, buddy. This time on Sunday, both FSU and Clemson will be 4-4, four and four, except we're going to be ranked higher in the division. We're coming for you, Wuhan Dabo. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate the contribution and the commentary. Yeah, these knolls aren't a hoax, Dabo. That's uh, right. You're going to want to cancel this game. Well, we <laughs> let's, let's everybody go easy here. <laughs> everybody go easy. Uh, and also, Briley, I see you. As he writes, there once was a team from Clemson led by a fool of great pretension, but we'll leave him in shock when we break Howard's rock erasing Dabo smug condescension. Yes, that's uh, well written, sir. Nice limerick. Nice limerick indeed. Fun. Perhaps, perhaps. What if we just dominate? What if we go up there and win like 34 to 7? Well, now, I guess that means for the first time in like four years, I got to put an honest to goodness montage together. You would, and then how would we get around it? I mean, uh, part of the problem we have with montages, and the reason you haven't heard any—well, we were awful for for the start of the yeah, season. That, that's that's right. another yeah. reason, but probably a reason. Yeah, but the other reasons that you haven't been able to hear a montage uh, when we when we left the previous place uh, is that. Uh, we get flagged because of our YouTube uh, situation if we have yeah. music. so Yeah, we'd have to direct people to uh, the stream app here for 93.3, and then the folks in Tallahassee would get it. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, maybe the podcast, gotta, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. podcast can get it. We'll see. Throw it forgiveness, I don't know. Yeah. See, see what happens. Move on, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the YouTube feed, so we would direct people. We might even assemble earlier on the YouTube channel and say, here's where you go. This is what you and do. And then you can flip back to YouTube about five minutes from now, but... You know what? Let's just handle the game first. Let's go. We'll just win let's it. go win, win that game. Go win it six to three. Who cares? Let's go. Oh, there'll be. We'll find a way to put <laughs> oh, a montage there, there together. There would be a montage. Yeah. It would just be the score on a loop or something like that. Six yeah. to three. Knowles win six to three. You can make a song out of that. Yeah, six to three. Over and over and over and over again. Uh, okay, it's tomorrow, but tomorrow is Seminole Headlines, so we'll do it today. I'm talking about Braves, Astros, Game One, Minute Maid Park. 8.09 Eastern Standard Time for your first pitch. Probables brought to you by North Florida Payroll Services, locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordaPayroll.com.
it's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. It's gonna be fun around town, I think, tomorrow. If you think about it, a lot of great places to go: Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Bumpas, Gordos. Maybe you find your way. Horizons Bar, wherever you're going to go. You know, you go go have a good time and take in the game. This town will be a buzz. I know neither you or I uh, relate as Braves fans. We're not. I think we're both probably pulling, if that's a strong word, for the Braves to win this series. There's no way you can root for the Astros. Eh, no comments. I got no comments. I'll be happy for friends of mine if the Braves win four more times. That's as far yeah. as I can go. I will actively root for the Braves. You have been. Well, You've been getting sure. emotional about their wins and losses. Well, first of all, those same friends are mine for, for the most part, and I and I and I love them. I want to see them get a win. Uh, and I can't. I mean, screw the Astros forevermore. The hell is that? Can't do it. If see, it was Astros Cardinals, what would you do? Well, not watch. There you go. See, that's that. We're on that level then. Me, me in the in this World Series. I'd probably. You know what? I'd, I might pull for the Astros. Yeah. I'm not pulling for any. I'm just. I'm watching hockey, and then we'll see what happens. Well, I'll watch, it's the World Series. I'm going to watch the World Series. And moreover, my point is that I think around town it'd be a great atmosphere. Oh yeah, Braves fans are pumped. Well, and if the Braves finish the job, then I mean, who doesn't want to have champagne with Corey now after what he did <laughs> for Florida State and Syracuse? And also, you correctly noted that's a likable team. It is. It's a likable it team. Astros, not so much. Not so likable. Uh, that will be Charlie Morton. Morton! And Romber Valdez. 8.09. Tomorrow. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the ball. Tuning in to uh, Monday Night Football or nay? Um, well, I'm seeing a movie tonight. So uh, I'll, I'll tune in after, and if the game's close, go to see Dune. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to see Dune. I'm not into the. I, I remember the original Dune. It sucked, uh, but uh, I remember the book too. But this looks good. It does. I'm interested. I'm. I'm. Well, I love the director, so I'm kind of like. Yep. Eh, maybe. And, Maybe. you know, it seems to be doing okay. People are saying good things about it. I try to stay away from it. Yeah, but I don't from, want to read the reviews. You know, you're on Twitter. You're tweeting about the Knowles winning another football game. People say, Dude's awesome! I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I respect that person who shouted, Dude's awesome! And their voice cracked and everything. is great. The yeah. giant worm planet. Yeah, I guess. I actually kind of wanted to see The Last Duel with uh, Matt Damon. It, it, it got good reviews. You'd be the first to see it. <laughs> I probably would. Yeah. It um, got good reviews. It did. And I've, I've read about it and heard it was good. Nobody has chosen to go see it. But the people don't go to the movies. That's one that I could see at home, you know, like six months from now. But Dune, if you're going to see it, you probably go. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, that is one you want to see in the theaters. Huh? Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great day and evening. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you Peace. for your birthday wishes, everybody. Yep.